Welcome to the BCP Podcast. This is the open source edition. Big hug to all of y'all. My name is James, aka BCP, aka Black Conservative Patriot. Appreciate all of you who are listening and watching this. We This uh, episode will be on Rumble, Patreon, Spotify, and Locals in video format. And it'll be part of the BCP podcast, which can be heard on all the major podcasting platforms. Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, um, let's see, uh, Amazon, Amazon Music, Audible, etc. We appreciate your support, folks. Um, and if you want to have access to exclusive content, please check us out on Patreon, Spotify, and Locals. There is programming that uh, is available exclusively on those platforms. Let's get into the news. Folks, uh, it is a bloodbath out there right now, unfortunately, when it comes to the economy and economic news. If you're new around here, my name is James BCP. I was a few years ago a VP um, at a federally insured bank. I've got a degree in economics. I've been working in finance most of my adult life, having started with Bank of America at the age of 21, opening accounts and moved into investment banking or what have you. And I track I track what's going on in the economy and it is a bloodbath. We've got more uh, bank failures. But before I go to that, let me, let me back up a second. Let me back up a second. I just want to talk about uh, Tucker Carlson and Bud Light. I actually want to start off with those uh, stories. I apologize. We will get into uh, the financial news, but I'll, I'll keep it brief because I know a lot of people's eyes glaze over. But folks, this is very important. This is very important to you. I don't really don't know what's more important to us uh, besides you know our relationship with God and our family than uh, feeding our family. And that's why I want to spend a little time on the economy. But uh, just so you know, the audience of... Fox News is absolutely getting decimated. They are down about 45% since they let Tucker go. During that uh, that same time spot where they averaged over 3 million viewers per day on Tucker Carlson tonight, they are at roughly 1.4, 1.48 million viewers, less than half of what they were before. But here's the thing. It's not just the Tucker Carlson hour. Even all of their primetime people or down 20 to 30%, depending on the show, on their viewership. People were sticking around to Fox News just for Tucker Carlson, and then they would stay for something else. It's kind of like that loss leader idea in retail. You know, you, you undercut your competitors on the price of milk. You advertise that you have the cheapest milk, and when people come in the store, next thing you know, they're buying other items that perhaps they're not saving on. Okay, Costco is very good at this. I remember reading a, a, a some kind of case study or something where Costco like loses money on the hot dogs and drink prices that they haven't raised in years. But it gets people to go to Costco, pick up something to eat, and then spend money inside the store. Similarly, at Fox News, people are like not really excited about Fox News, but they come from Tucker. Maybe uh, they would uh, check in a little early and then maybe stay for another program or two. 
and perhaps check out other programs. But now that they've let go of Tucker Carlson, people are abandoning Fox News. Now, a lot of people abandoned Fox News when they wrongfully called Maricopa County and Arizona for Joe Biden in 2020. They were the first ones to announce the rigged election of Joe Biden as a win for him in Maricopa County, pissing a lot of us off because we could see what was happening. A lot of people abandoned Fox, but would still had one foot in the Fox camp because of Tucker Carlson. Well, they got rid of him and the people are leaving in droves. It's very interesting because Brian Stelter pointed this out and he called it the new normal for Fox without Tucker. And then Megan Kelly, who used to be in Fox News, also chimed in via Twitter saying, bloodbath, not even Bud Light, which is currently giving away its beer in an effort to get people to please, please drink it, lost this much of its customer base. So we have Megan uh, Kelly equating uh, just the bloodbath that both Bud Light and Fox News are, are getting. So we, it remains to, see, remains to be seen what will happen with Tucker Carlson, where he'll end up, and what we'll see from Tucker hopefully in the near future, we don't know what that's going to look like yet. Megan Kelly also reporting that, in fact, Tucker Carlson is still under contract. He's just not able to do his show. Valuetainment has given him an offer of $100 million over five years and being able to do his program in any way, shape, or form he wants and also shape the Valuetainment brand around him and things that he cares about. Once again, we don't know where, where this is going to end up. But folks, they go after you and they go after your money. I wasn't going to share this, but what the hell? I'm going to share it with you anyway. I woke up uh, today. I'd see, I saw an email yesterday and it was one of those emails that uh, I saw last night. And I said, you know what? This doesn't look good. Let me get a good night's sleep and I'll tackle it in the morning. And woke up this morning and one of my payment systems is on hold. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Now, let me tell you, folks, I've had the same corporate name, though it has changed from an LLC um, and I, I, I have an S-Corp, okay? But I've had the same name and general entity for over 20 years. And I've had this payment system set up for years now. No problems whatsoever. All of a sudden, I saw this email last night. I opened it this morning and it said that they are halting my payment processing. And now I've got to run through a whole bunch of hoops so that I can, my, 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 uh, my payments can be processed. Now, folks, I've been an entrepreneur and I've been in business for myself in one form or another since 2000, since the year 2000, going on 23 years now. And all of a sudden, I get canceled from YouTube last week, and now my payment processing, which I've had set up for years, now all of a sudden has an issue that I have to resolve. I'm sure it's all a coincidence, right? All a coincidence, Dan Bongino out. Not to mention that they also killed Dan Bongino's parlor that had a, over a billion dollar valuation, but they made a huge uh, mistake, a huge judgment error being with uh, AWS. Amazon Web Services, which cut them off, uh, which took them off of the App Store. And lo and behold, 
2020 comes around, the, they they steal the election, and then, oh yeah, we let you back on, but they lost their evaluation, Kanye West was going to buy them, and now they're just, they, they, don't, they don't exist. Now they're, some other company has bought them, and they're not a social media thing. And, and, and even when they came back up, Getter had already gotten everyone, and then Truth had gotten everyone. See how they, they decimated Dan Bongino? Luckily, he says he's he's very well off and wealthy, and he's um, he's got what he needs. I remember him saying, and and he's going to concentrate on doing what he wants to do. He's no longer beholden. But not all of us have that luxury, right? So isn't that interesting? They go after your uh, your money. So a payment processing that I've had for years, a week and a day after I get kicked off of YouTube, all of a sudden after years. I've got issues and they can't uh, process my payments. And of course, these process my payments for my customers and clients so that I can get paid for the services I'm rendering. Isn't that interesting? Now, you guys don't know who I am personally at this point. I will dox myself in the near future. Um, But the powers that be know damn well who I am. And isn't that interesting? But it's not about me, folks. Uh, we're all getting hammered here. We have, in Joe Biden's America, another regional bank that is getting decimated, and that's Western Alliance. Their bank stock plunged 53% overnight. That's what I heard with the initial reporting. It looks like it's over 60%. And why did this happen? Because of a Financial Times report. Isn't this interesting? So Western stock, uh, Western Alliance stock, collapsed after reports that they were looking uh, the uh, reports of a sale by Financial Times. Now, this is a bank with $71 billion in assets. But let's actually break this down, what's happening, okay? It was 53%. I'm looking at here. It looks like it's over 60% that their stock has been decimated since this reporting. This is the biggest panic in the banking sector that we've seen since 2008. And of course, the mainstream media, Financial Times is a mainstream media outlet. And they reported on this sale. Now, West Alliance is uh, claiming that the story is, quote, categorically false. And they're considering legal options against Financial Times. I don't know if Financial Times well vetted the story, but they're reporting on it already with people being a little apprehensive about the banking sector caused this stock essentially to crash. Mainstream media being irresponsible yet again. Now, if this is a legitimate story and they figured it out, yeah, they should report on it, but that's just the power of mainstream media, especially when it comes to financial news. People still trust the CNBCs, the Financial Times, the Wall Street Journal, and they can make or break a company. Now, of course, yesterday, Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, assured everyone, quote, the U.S. banking system remains sound and resilient. And the next day, we have this decimation of Western Alliance. We also have uh, other banks on the brink as well. Now, of course, the Fed really knows what's going on. It's straight up lies. They knew that SVB was having problems. They didn't say anything. And then we see what happens. By the way, all of this that would have happened happened within 24 hours of uh, banking executives meeting 
to request that the FDIC and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen increase the FDIC limits from its current $250,000 limit. I want to say when I was a kid, or maybe, I don't remember what it was when I was early in banking. It seems like it's been $250,000 for a while. I want to say it was $100,000 when I was a kid. Don't quote me on that. So they have obviously raised the limits over the years. Now, JP Morgan's taken over First Republic and the regional banks are getting hammered. Too big to fail. I'm not telling you to put your money, but JP Morgan, Chase, Bank of America, these too big to fail folks will probably be bailed out no matter what. And it sucks for the regional banks. Absolutely sucks. Of course, we also had yesterday the Fed raising the interest rates 25 basis points or a quarter percent, 0.25%. Of course, they're doing this because they're trying to stop inflation, but inflation isn't being stopped. CNBC is reporting the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point, bringing the benchmark funds rate to five and a quarter from 5%. The Federal Reserve has raised interest rates 10 times for a total of 525 basis points since last year. Seven times last year, three times so far this year. They're trying to hedge inflation, but it's not working. All by design, folks. This is all by design. The Marxist, treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards in the U.S. government are part of a global cabal. This is not conspiracy theory. This is not tinfoil hat stuff. This is absolute fact. The FDIC is not federal, excuse me, the Federal Reserve is neither federal, it's privately owned, and they don't have proper reserves or proper reserve requirements. It's a sham. The whole FDIC, uh, excuse me, I keep saying FDIC, the, the, whole, the whole Fed and how the whole thing was created, the whole income, uh, federal income tax system, all a sham. If you go look at it, it's not even properly, wasn't even properly made a law. But hey, we have an, a person who's not properly the president sitting in the Oval Office right now. And let me just end with this last bit of news having to do with the economy. We have Janet Yellen and Biden repeating the same talking points from last month that the U.S. economy is doing great. But layoffs are happening. Here are some companies you may know of, not all of them in tech, because they'll keep telling you, oh, it's a tech thing. Yeah, Dropbox is cutting, but so is Morgan Stanley. Lyft is cutting employees, you know, people working for the business, I mean, for the uh, the actual company, not the drivers. Whole Foods, Deloitte, BuzzFeed, big companies that are laying people off. Meanwhile, we have a porous border bringing in a whole bunch of people. So what's this globalist? Marxist plot, destroy the middle class, destroy the middle class. How are they doing it? They're eating away at your net worth with inflation. Usually the hidden tax that's not so hidden right now. Decimating the housing market. So you're losing your wealth. You're losing your job. And they're bringing in, and then so that if you're middle class or working class, now you're, get, you're getting pushed downward on the economic ladder of America. And what's happening at the same time? You're now competing with a whole bunch of illegal aliens for the same jobs. And if you're in tech, 
people like my resident state of Utah, Senator Mike Lee, are shilling for the H-1B1 visas. So a lot of these tech jobs that are now being lost are going to Indians in India and the jobs here in America are going to Indians from India coming here taking those jobs. By the way, folks, please support us and our reporting over on Patreon, Spotify, and Locals. Uh, Join us over there and have access to my other show called BCP Unfiltered with exclusive content available once again on Patreon, Spotify, and Locals. I don't uh, have any sponsors. I'm doing ads for my own self. Very different. I prefer the model of ad revenue. The only real master at that is YouTube, and they say I'm no longer able to participate. Now, I got a, I'm looking at, oh, by the way, here are some other companies with major job reductions uh, as well. FedEx, Dow, Wayfair, and Gap, as well as Meta and Google. Now, I've seen comments on my recent episodes saying, James, give us some good news tomorrow. Give us some good news tomorrow. I don't create the news. I do not create the news. I report it, I analyze it, and we connect the dots. If there was some good news, I would report it. But right now, we are in a negative news cycle and have been ever since the election was stolen in 2020 and it has not been corrected. And one of the problems we had is the United States Supreme Court never heard any cases about the steal, rejecting cases on process and administrative rules, laws, regulations, and loopholes from not having standing to other reasons to not just bring it up or hear it. So let's talk about the destruction, the delegitimization of the Supreme Court of America. Here are some things that we have found out. These are major stories that are Supreme Court related that have been put out there in the last few weeks. And you'll notice, hmm, most of this reporting has to do with, oh wait, all of the reporting until the last day or so, and I'll get to this in a second, have to do with conservative judges. The, the person who has been the victim of ire, who has been the target, excuse me, of ire and animus and hate from the left has been Clarence Thomas. Because there's nothing the liberals hate more than a conservative black man who is free thinking and not beholden to them. Ask me how I know about that. Ask me how I know. Clarence Thomas, from pubic hair on soda cans to everything else, uh, I think I'm speaking of my demographic here. For those of you who are younger, that had to do with the Clarence Thomas hearings during his vetting on Capitol Hill before he became a Supreme Court justice, Anita Hill. They made him look like a pervert and a deviant. That's how they always go after black men. It is ridiculous and it is sad. And I, <laughs> I'm not going to say I invite them, but if I were ever to run for public office, they couldn't do that uh, with me. 
I am totally squeaky clean. I am old school conservative Christian. I've had one person that I've been uh, with and is uh, my wife of t- almost 27 years now. We're going, well, we've passed our 26th anniversary. She's the only woman and she is the mother of all my children. I've been 100% faithful. There are no kids out there. There's no shenanigans from my college days or high school days. There's nothing they can get. But they don't even need to have anything. They can just invent things. And that's a pretty scary thing. I've worked personally hard to not just maintain my fidelity to my wife, but to have no heir or have anything that would even look like Give people an excuse to to maybe think that there's impropriety. But that didn't stop them from going after a guy like Kavanaugh. Didn't stop them from going after Clarence Thomas. They always want to destroy you with that sexual deviant thing. Why? Because they're the actual sexual deviants. Saul Alinsky. Rules for radicals. Accuse your opponent of what you are guilty of. And that's what they've been doing going after Clarence Thomas for what, 30 plus years now? And the latest thing that they, the Washington Post had reported on was that Clarence Thomas had been declaring income from Ginger Holdings LLC, but he should have been doing it from Ginger Limited Partnership since 2006. There was some sort of clerical difference in the declaration of its income. CNN discovered that a friend of Clarence Thomas, Harlan Crow, of which he's been traveling and, and, and vacationing with and what have you, also a major donor to Republicans. CNN discovered that a company that Harlan Crow's family had a minority interest in was involved in a case that the Supreme Court declined to consider. They tried to make a connection here, but Crow and his company had no involvement in the case And Crow's family had a minority interest in the company and had nothing to do with the case. That's like me owning or you owning, I don't know, a minority interest in a company as an investment, but you're not in their daily operations. But they try to make a deal out of it. Then we had Politico. You see what's happening here? We had Washington Post go after Clarence Thomas. We had CNN go after Clarence Thomas. Then Politico went after Justice Gorsuch. And it turns out that they found that the Gorsuch uh, had sold a portion of his LLC that sold property to a partner at a law firm. And it turned out that after all the hubala that Justice Gorsuch had correctly declared the sale of his portion of that LLC sold that sold property to a partner at a law firm that the partner never met Gorsuch. And it turns out he's a giant dem donor. Notice how you hardly heard that story. Political comes out the story, they figure out what's really going on, and the story goes away because it's not that damaging. How about Business Insider? They discovered that Justice Roberts' wife is a successful recruiter for a major law firm. They try to make a big deal out of that, but guess what? None of her recruits even argued a case before the Supreme Court. They are trying to delegitimize the Supreme Court in front of our eyes. And we've got Elizabeth Warren out there still pushing for packing the courts. 
They are attacking every institution of this great republic, the United States of America. They stole the executive office. They have taken over the Department of Justice. They are stealing, they stole the Senate. Do you really think that John Fetterman beat Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania? They're stealing governorships. It should be Carrie Lake, not Katie Hobbs in the gubernatorial mansion in Arizona. And it continues and continues and continues. And, and, and the Supreme Court, they've been trying to pack it and they've been trying to destroy it for a long time. And once they overturned Roe v. Wade, Justice Roberts or Sotomayor or, or someone leaked that. It was one of the justices that leaked it. They've been trying to destroy the Supreme Court ever since. But guess what? Here is what we have now. The latest news is that the wealthy Republican donor who has come under fire for lavish gifts to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas defended the latest revelation today that he paid thousands of school tuitions for one of Justice's relatives. ProPublica reported today Thursday that Harlan Crow had paid for Thomas's grandnephew, Mark Martin, to attend two private schools in the late 2000s, the latest in a series of reports detailing previously unknown financial ties between the two men that have prompted outcry and calls for ethic reforms. Now, it turns out that at one point, Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, him and Samuel Alito, the greatest Supreme Court justices, that we have right now, Justice Thomas will go down. I had my doubts for years about uh, Clarence Thomas because of his Monsanto uh, past, but he has proven himself to be historically, is going to go down in history as one of the greatest Supreme Court justices we've ever had, consistently defending the Constitution, freedom and liberty, and and conservative values. So his uh, grandnephew, he was at one point his guardian, and his friend Harlan Crow paid for the tuition for him to go to private school. And boy, are they making a big deal about this. But guess what, folks? Guess what you're, you're probably not hearing about? Liberal Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor declined to recuse herself from multiple copyright infringement cases involving book publisher Public Random House. The Daily Wire is reporting. Why is this important? She took $3 million from the book publisher and didn't recuse herself from these cases. Penguin Random House had paid her millions for her books. If you look at the records of Sotomayor, folks, It's her largest source of income. Let me repeat this, folks. I just detailed all the little things that they've gone after Gorsuch and Clarence Thomas on. Lavish gifts and and vacations with his friends who are also big donors. Yet we have Sonia Sotomayor who made up three plus million dollars 
from Random House in her pocket, the biggest single source of her income. And she never recused herself from cases that were brought before the Supreme Court. In 2010, these are what the records show, she got $1.2 million from a book advance from Doubleday Group, which is part of the Random House conglomerate. Two years later, she reported receiving two advance payments from the publisher totaling $1.9 million. In 2013, Sotomayor voted in a decision for whether the court should hear a case against a publisher called Aaron Greenspan versus Random House, despite then fellow Justice Stephen Breyer, uh, member Stephen Breyer, recused himself after receiving money from the publisher, but she did not. Wow. Let me read this thing, whole thing to you so you can see how corrupt and one-sided the system is. As if you didn't know that already, they're going after President Trump for what Biden is actually guilty of having classified documents. Oh, that story has been forgotten, but I haven't forgotten about it. Once again, Saul Alinsky, Rules for Radicals. The playbook of these disgusting, dingy Democrat Marxists and their rhino counterparts accuse your enemy, your opponent, of what you are actually guilty of. It's the dirty Democrats. In 2013, Sotomayor voted in a decision for the court should hear a case against a publisher called Aaron Greenspan versus Random House, despite then-fellow Justice Stephen Breyer recusing after also receiving money from the publisher. Greenspan was a Harvard classmate of Mark Zuckerberg's who wrote a book about the founding of Facebook and contended that Random House rejected his book proposal and then awarded a deal to another author who copied his book and eventually turned it into the movie Social Network. In 2017, Sotomayor began receiving payments each year from Penguin Random House itself, which continued annually throughout at least 2021, the most recent disclosure available, and totaled more than $500,000. In all, she has received... $3.6 million from Penguin Random House or or its subsidiaries, according to Daily Wire tally of the final disclosure. That sounds like a hell of a conflict of interest, doesn't it? Literally her biggest source of income. And she didn't recuse herself from that case. She did not recuse herself and she has her biggest form of income from a defendant in the case. Stephen Breyer even recused himself. And I bet you, you'll hear very little or nothing about it. Folks, I've got more stories of corruption. I'm going to cover that in our next episode going up in a few hours of BCP Unfiltered. You can almost consider this part one. If you want to catch part two, make sure that you head on over to Patreon, Spotify, and Locals for our next episode of BCP Unfiltered. If you're not already watching this on Patreon, Spotify, and Locals. So if you're watching this on Rumble, then you want to head over to the the places on your screen or in the links down below to check it out. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless.